Siemens. Oren, thanks for talking to me and thanks so much for contributing to this week's What's the Scoop? Um, talking about 22 um, trends. It's been fascinating read. Uh, we've already published half of it. We've got another number of contributors to publish this coming week. Um, and I know yours is in that, that list. Um, some common topics came up and some not so common topics. One that did come up um, and that you you very practically brought, brought up is the whole sustainability issue, the whole kind of state of the state of the planet um, and what's going what's going on there and the carbon footprint and environmental impact of electronic manufacturing. Talk me through your your views on on where that's going as a trend and and what it what it means for manufacturers. Okay, so first of all, I want to say that you know. Um, Siemens in general and Siemens software is, going, is putting a lot of effort now on sustainability. So mm -hmm. for some extent, it's not only my, let's say, my idea or my, yeah. uh, my, my pitch here. Um, we do have a new VP sustainability and the idea is to okay. take all of the different engineering applications we have, CAD design, PLM, you know, the whole suite and try to understand how do we also allow better sustainability in general. Mm -hmm. So when I saw that and I said, okay, you know, I guess this is serious. We should also think about the angle of where do we come in play here when we talk about the electronics design yeah, to manufacturing yeah. flow and how do we bring sustainability? And when I when I you know um, pitch to that the, this new VP that we want to be in, they're like, yeah, but electronics is yeah, you know you're not that bad and you're helping save the world and and you know and it's really you know it's it's the big those big coal plants and and then I told them well, you know that's the perception right yeah um, so again you know people deem us as uh, you know these saviors and then we're going to make everything great and we're helping you go paperless and digital and then it's all but actually there's piles and piles of these cell phone chargers right that we all chuck away and I have about yeah. 10 of them here in my my draw from the last you know six different models um, and, and that's a, a good example. They might be in some big pile of, of rubbish, you know, in some dumpster where kids are, you know, trying to find some food. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, someplace, uh, you know. So, yeah, I mean, and then you understand that we, we electronics manufacturing has been able, I think, to get away from it for the last couple of years um, because there's been worse, um, um, you know, worse cases of more pollution and higher carbon uh, yeah. footprint. But when you see these disasters, and I don't know if you can associate a tornado. Some people say that you can, that deadly tornado in, in Kentucky. Mm. And if you can associate it with, some people say it is global warming because it was extremely hot. Some people are saying it's just a freak accident, happens once, but it's supposedly the longest tornado ever recorded in the US. Yeah, and too many, um, too many freak accidents. Too many, on. right? So, you know, now I think the scrutiny is coming to the electronics industry and with yeah. the life cycles evolving so much and we have to go and buy a new phone virtually like you know every 18 months because the old one can't work anymore and, yeah. and upgrading you can't really upgrade the memory you can't really upgrade the storage right i mean these yeah. devices are sold at the module and it's it's creating a lot of waste right electronic yeah. waste and i yeah. think this is gonna mean that we have to um pay more attention and we have now a big mes project that one of the specifications and this is the first time i've seen it is energy consumption for machines energy yeah. monitoring energy alerts and i said okay you know we don't you know we haven't done that do the machine can the machine do it well some can some don't yeah. so but you see that customers are starting to understand yeah they're taking it really seriously right they, they yeah i think it 
some extent. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Oren. I think it's really interesting. I think uh, manufacturing might be part of the solution, but it's also definitely part of the problem. And we have to look at how we manufacture stuff. And, you know, if we're going to improve something, and we know this from every single element of every single process, if we're going to improve something, we have to be able to record it and understand it. So traceability is a huge part. And that's a big yeah. part of what you do at Siemens. So if you can add environmental elements to that, and then from a, an enterprise point of view, if we can look at the carbon footprint of a product when it's manufactured as well, and we can, you know, I, I think some of the supply chain issues around very lengthy supply chains are costing us more CO2 um, than, than they perhaps should. So sure, the supply chains are potentially a solution. So I think there's a lot that can be done. And I think manufacturing has a, a very, very important role to play in that. And then, you know, we always talk about the shift left, right? I mean, that many cases, when you come to manufacturing, you want to start manufacturing tomorrow, well, mm. there's not a lot of things you can do, right? The bomb is set, the CAD is set, the process. So if we can left shift it, and when we're look, still in manufacturing engineering and we're planning the build of process, so we're saying, how are we going to build this device? We need to start making sustainability decisions. I mean, yeah. for example, the reflow of it, are we going to do it very hot? But, you know, very quick, or maybe we take a couple more seconds, we reduce the temperature, yeah. we reduce the energy consumption. That's a very simple and, and kind of, you know, very practical way to yeah. save energy. After yeah. the big Fukushima disaster in Japan, where the Japanese had a big cap on electricity, they couldn't put, uh, they couldn't put uh, you know, um, air, um, air conditioners, and they couldn't use the reflows. We had a lot of customers come and tell us, we have to change the whole profiles of the ovens yeah. because of this uh, energy. And so yeah. it can be done, um, yeah. and you can think of it. Um, and the other thing, another example is, you know, um, you can, most um, um, electronics manufacturing is done on the first floor of the basement because the machines are really heavy. But mm. I've seen cases where people say, I want to buy light machines that I can stop them on the second and third floor, then I can take less space, you know, which again has an environmental impact. Yeah. Um, I can yeah. leave more, you know, more, more grease, uh, more gra um, um, grass around. I can yeah. be, you know, have a less um, um, and stack it up and also be closer yeah. to the city, which means maybe less trucks, less yeah. um, transportation. So we can think of all of that yeah. and we really start to simulate how the manufacturing process is going to be done. And then I really would like designers when they're designing the next product to Design. think about the sustainability, yeah. uh, the sourcing, the manufacturing, the process. If they're going to do a lot of things there which require a lot of pressure, then that yields to energy consumption. Yeah. So we have to start you know, thinking about this and not only about design for cost, Right, design, design for, for sustainability um, and design for test. We've got to think about design for sustainability uh, because yeah. this is a ripple effect. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's a lot to offer and there's a lot to change. And you just talked about that very small example of reflow ovens. The issue with reflow ovens isn't the temperature they're at, it's when they have to yeah. ramp up temperature or they have to reduce yeah. temperature quickly. So just sustainable yeah. production planning is going to help that. And if it helps in terms of sustainability, yeah. It's probably going to save some energy and make some financial sense as well. So yeah. there's, you know, there's value add in there as well. So we look at the whole sustainability issue and it segues quite interestingly into another thing you mentioned, and that's that's EVs. We're seeing EVs as a savior for the uh, automotive industry in terms of uh, in terms of sustainability. That has to be done right in terms of sustainable manufacturing as well. How significant do you see the move from internal combustion to EV 
for the automotive electronic sector. So I think what's changing now, and maybe, I mean, obviously it's, 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 it's a massive change. There is much more electronics in an EV compared to a, mm. a traditional combustion engine. Some people say 10 times more. I've seen research that says maybe even 50 times more, but there's much more ECUs. There's many more controllers. There's much more PCBs in an electric vehicle. I think the big change now is this commercial EVs where you know, many cities in Europe yeah. are saying that by 2024, they're gonna mandate that every delivery van, every one of these Amazon, the post, all of yeah. this stuff is gonna to have to be done by EVs. And you write 2024 is like three years from now. So that's something you've got to start manufacturing now because you will yeah. not be able to get into Amsterdam with a regular combustion transit. So all of these companies are gonna to have to buy these fleets of EVs, which means a lot of EV manufacturing, which means designing all of these EVs, all of these manufacturing, all of these um, components and um, the, the ACDC and the yeah. converters, the, the, the charger, the in-vehicle charger. And I think this is going to cause a, a very significant demand um, for, for, you know, for commercial EV electronics. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And it's one of the areas of demand that's that's been driving the industry this year and it's seen yeah. as a big driver. Um, and interestingly, we have this strange situation where you've got the automotive on industry on this really strong bounce back. You've got really strong order books and that's con contrasted by problems in the supply chain. Um, you, like most people, don't see this supply chain challenge going that's away from us. So, I mean, it, it, I don't see how you could think it would go away if demand is just going to increase. Uh, I mean, you know, locally here, I wanted to, uh, you know, um, and renew the leasing and get a new car. And there's basically no cars. So you yeah. want to buy a car and many dealers tell you we have no date of shipment of, you know, new cars, yeah. six months, nine months, 12 months. You can't order because they have no clue when they're going to get one. So it's very clear that this at some point, I imagine that this the demand is going to catch up with supply and mm. they'll, be, they'll build enough new um, fabs. Um, right. And, and uh, the chip makers will yeah. bounce back and, and increase capacity and the chip, the shipping will also, um, um, you know, um, accommodate equalize this. In some way, equalize yeah. it. But I think the best guess is 18, 24 months. So yeah. definitely for, for the next year, we should see the same issue, which means, again, and, um, you know, design for supply chain, right, yeah. making strategic every bomb component becomes now a strategic asset it used yeah. to be that long lead items you had one two long lead items you would say okay i need to do strategic sourcing and if you were a smart guy even a small startup in your draw you had 50 of those you know long lead items but now basically yeah. if your home is 200 components 180 are long lead items and you've yeah. got to do strategic sourcing and strategic planning yeah. And, and you've got to make decisions because maybe you can get them in Germany, but if you're going to build it in Mexico, who knows? You can't. Maybe yeah. So yeah. you've got to start thinking really early about these things. Otherwise, you're going to get stuck. Yeah, and 180, right and 180 long lead time components, it only needs one not to be there for that that thing to not ship. And that leads people to problems with work in progress. It, includes, it increases inventory. You know, it puts more risk in the supply chain. It absorbs cash, so it's challenging times for the, um, you know, for the whole manufacturing industry. It's not going to be a dull year, is it? 
No, and then and then you're going to do all of these changeovers, right? And ECOs and uh, and and change this capacitor to a different capacitor where it's slightly bigger, yeah. it's slightly heavier. Uh, you've got to adjust the stencil. Um, and since we're all doing this small batch manufacturing, and at the end of the day, the whole batch is a hundred, uh, it's going to take you 30, 40 units to understand that it's behaving different in the functional yeah. test than the old capacitor, and maybe the temperature resistance is not. Maybe it needs a different thermal profile. Yeah, uh, and, and and now half the batch is is. is gone down the drain so yeah. i think you really have to uh, to do that and, and you know siemens made just a strategic acquisition of supply frame last year where we yeah. bought the and and you know we're seeing looks that like a smart move now doesn't it yeah right it looks like, like a very smart move and now the only question is how do we get that data into the right people when yeah. they're making the decisions in design in this schema the, the, you know as early as as, as possible but also in yeah. manufacturing engineering the, the the guys programming the machines and uh, doing the functional tests that they understand the availability end of life yeah. risk of the components and getting that data making sure it's 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 up to date um, and also feeding the data back to the chip makers so they yeah. understand how they need to to you know um, manipulate their supply so yeah. they meet market demand and don't make yeah. components that nobody really wants to use yeah because they have yeah. very limited bandwidth and they also yeah. want to make really what's going to get used so yeah you're yeah. absolutely right Oren it's all driven by data and we have to convert that data to insight and we have to turn that insight into value and that's where companies like uh, like like Siemens software are so important. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing your insights. Really enjoyed talking to you about it. Have a have a wonderful break, and I hope the Thank new you. year is is successful and at least safe. Um, thanks again for your time. And your time.